you know, personal branding, like building the brand called you is really not about image and not about external perception. It's about the journey that you take within. It's how you find your way back home and meeting yourself there and then coming from a place of authenticity, AKA your voice, your true voice, to then share it with the world. Hi, I'm Lisa Brooks-Mills hosting this episode of The Glow Podcast. In this episode, I'm sharing my conversation with Jessica Zweig, the inspiring coach, entrepreneur, and founder of Simply Be, a personal branding company. Jessica is so beautifully open and giving in this conversation. We were both brought to tears during our time together more than once. We shared a lovely, heartfelt connection. In this episode, we get to hear how Jessica's agency, Simply Be, came to be, how her personal journey, awakenings, and growth helped to spark its birth. Jessica helps people find their voice, passion, and purpose by encouraging people to tap into their greatest asset, their authenticity. Jessica shares wisdom from her book, Be, a no-bullshit guide to increasing your self-worth and net worth by simply being yourself. Jessica travels the world conducting workshops, helping people find a deeper understanding of themselves. I hope you enjoy my conversation with her. All right, everyone. Well, welcome, Jessica. So happy to have you with us here today on the GLOW podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm honored to be here. Thank you. I thought it could be nice to begin our time together with a one-minute meditation to ground ourselves especially since we both have had these sort of back-to-back full days today. Um, So Glow has a meditation timer that I've been utilizing more and more and finding it so helpful. So let's see, I'm gonna choose a one minute um, ocean waves with a soft gong at the end. So if you're able to everyone listening, feel free to join us, um, close your eyes with us and settle in. Uh, Here we go. Lovely. Thank you. I am just so excited to connect with you one-on-one. I'm enjoying your book so much. Excited for our listeners to hear about you and your story. And just to get a sense of your heart and your energy, that really comes through in the book. And I really appreciate that about you. So I thought before we dive into Simply Be As It Is Today and in your book, if we could hear just a little bit, a bit about your background and how Simply Be came to be sort of this pre-Simply Be 
uh, journey? Well, I would have to take you back quite far. So I'll be abbreviated as much as possible. I was never um, cool in high school or middle school, and that's important context. You know, I grew up in a very affluent community and was just never the girl that was popular, cool, was bullied, traumatized for it. And so I went on to become an actress of all things, got my degree in theater, graduated college, and then kind of fumbled around for about five years as a struggling actress slash bartender slash nanny slash temp worker and did all the things to support my life as an artist. And then I stumbled into entrepreneurship very organically, very serendipitously at the age of 26. And I met a friend at a day job that became my business partner. And together we started what would become the largest online platform for women in the city of Chicago for seven years straight. And I had no business background, obviously went to school for, got my BFA in acting, and then all of a sudden became an entrepreneur, which I didn't even know what that word meant when I first heard it at 26. And so a lot of beautiful things came out of that chapter, a lot of lessons, a lot of creating my confidence in my ability to know marketing and social media and digital content. And, and also my connections, like built a network, you know, really started to see what was possible in this world of, you know, business and digital. And yet there was a shadow side to that, that really was fueled, like I said, by my, I think, unconscious wounds from my childhood, because I was never cool, ever cool. And all of a sudden here I was in my late twenties, the coolest girl. Like I had a, a popular business. I was hosting parties. I was invited to all the parties. I could skip the line at any nightclub and get in. Like I ever knew me. And, and so there was this real sense of validation um, and, and, and satiation, right? From my void of never feeling loved, wanted, seen, you know? Mm-hmm. So things start to kind of happen when you operate from an unconsciousness, right? You become out of alignment. And there was a lot of shadow to that chapter of my life that not a lot of people saw, you know, we, we were sparkly on the outside. Sure. But on the inside, I had a toxic relationship with my business partner. We had no money. Um, we had a staff that hated us because we didn't know how to be managers. Like it was, it was kind of a mess. And, um, my body broke down, you know, and I, I think your listeners can, can obviously relate that all of our physical ailments, you know, are connected to our emotional energetic ailments. And so I was really hearing the, I was ignoring the call of my body for those years as I was partying, stressing, being out of alignment and I contracted an autoimmune disorder that eventually caused my body to crash. And it was in that crashing that I I essentially had a spiritual awakening Mm -hmm. and got a message very clearly from my highest self that I was out of alignment. All all of those truths that I was ignoring and didn't see I was operating from a place of unconsciousness and it was time to really walk away from this thing that I had created, which was unfathomable because, you know, entrepreneurs listening, you know, your business isn't separate from you. It is you. An extension. It's your identity. Yeah. 
Yeah. So hearing the voice of my higher self tell me to leave my business was like my higher self telling me I had to give away my dog. I have two dogs, so I left. So like there's, there's just, it's unspeakable, you know, it doesn't make sense. But this really set me on a path to unpack that, that knowingness and that truth. And so long story short, I ended up leaving a year and a half later. It took me a year and a half to hire a life coach, you know, start to do the real work, mm-hmm. started to pay off $75,000 worth of debt that we had accrued and deal with my financial bankruptcy, quite literally. And this was through the transition of leaving or you had already decided to leave and then started this work or this was sort of parallel? It was parallel. Mm -hmm. So I got the message that I needed to leave, but it didn't just happen. Like it took me a year and a half to actually make that step. Mm -hmm. And over the course of that year and a half is really when I got clear on, you know, my own responsibility and accountability Mm -hmm. in the mess. Mm -hmm. That was huge, you know, really saying out loud Mm -hmm. completely. The name of that business was called Cheeky Chicago. And I needed help to look at it. I couldn't do that by myself. I had, I hired support Mm -hmm. and I didn't have a lot of money, but Mm -hmm. I, I, I found the money and it was the best money I spent hiring a coach, you know, to really take me through that dark night of the soul. You shouldn't do it alone. You can't. So I ended up walking away from Cheeky about a year and a half later to start Simply Be, which was just me at the time, was a one-woman marketing and branding consultancy, and I had no product. I had no strategy. I just had my name, and that was really the beginning of – because what happened was when I left and I made the announcement I was leaving, I got business overnight. I started making more money than I had ever made as this like one woman band with no business model. It was wild. So all the relationships you sort of had nurtured through Cheeky now said, okay, we know Jessica, we know her heart and we sort of build, built some trust there. Yes. And yes. And no. And yes. So yes, they knew my name. Yes. They trusted that brand equity I had built in myself over the course of those seven years, but they, in my view, didn't know my real heart because I had not sh- not really shared the truth of where I had come from, what I had learned, what I had really mm-hmm. been through, why I really left, sure. you know? And I obviously I went through a really bloody business divorce with my business partner. So there were certain things I would never share, of course, but it wasn't about her. It wasn't even about us. It was about me. And I had to really own the fact that I wasn't really being authentic. Like this sort of cool girl persona, this identity was no longer me. I had shed that. And I had stepped forward more into this place of authenticity that wasn't perfect, that wasn't always happy, that wasn't super sparkly. Like it have elements of that, of course, but people wanted to hear the truth, wanted to hear the truth. Like people were more interested in who I was becoming versus like just what I could sell them. And so that was sort of the dawn of this way of thinking about personal brands. Mm -hmm. And I had one and I didn't even know it when I left. It revealed itself to me. I mean, getting clients to to your point, Lisa, was was easy because I had built this network and, you know, clients, people were just like, oh, you're a free agent. I'd love to hire you. And so that's how it happened. But I didn't want to make the same mistakes again of getting myself into this persona. And 
this was my business. Now I was, I didn't have a partner. I could, I could create it from a place of authenticity and truth and, and service. Cause it was very self-serving before. Mm-hmm. And so that really became the impetus to, you know, everything you see today, which is my book, which is my business and my brand. And we have been, I would like to think, you know, really helping people know their authentic truths and giving them the tools to communicate and articulate that message into the world to drive ROI and positive impact. And that's our client. You know, they're not people who are like, I want to be famous. Like, no, that's not who we, if you want to do that, there are a lot of other agencies that will help you, you know, take your money to do that. We're really interested in working with thought leaders, change agents, really helping to thread this through line of authenticity on the internet in a new way. And our clients are seeing amazing results because they're being themselves and they magnetize those right opportunities from that place. But I had to learn that myself first before I could write a book about it, before I could teach it, before I could charge money for it. Right. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, that's, that's really journey. I wonder if we could just circle back on one thing, because I think you're right. Our listeners will really appreciate this. There's nothing like an autoimmune condition. I have an autoimmune condition. I can relate to that stem from the same thing of just giving, giving, pushing, pushing past Mm -hmm. limits. Um, But there is nothing like a health crisis like that to bring you to your knees and just really get raw and look at what needs to change. Where where am I not living in in alignment? Um, But that takes a lot of bravery to actually do something about it, to actually make the changes necessary. Um, so I wonder if you could speak of that moment, because I, I think from what I read, there was a moment in the park in May. And were you in Chicago then? Because I'm from Ann Arbor, Michigan. And so I know what it's like when there's sort of this death of winter time kind of passes and there's this rebirth feeling in the air and the smells that are coming out and just the whole energy shifts. Um, but so correct me if I'm wrong, there was a moment when you when you really had this oh, sort of awakening moment of and you saw your the tattoo on your wrist, if you could just share a little bit about that. I think that's so profound. Thank you. Yeah. Wow. You did read my book. And that's exactly <laughs> right. It was um, May 2013. And I had. OK, so I had contracted um, chronic sinusitis and uh, migraines and fatigue. And I had had so many infections in a row that my entire sinus cavities basically um, had become impacted. Mm. So nothing could drain. And so I had to have surgery to open them all up. And it's a brutal surgery. I mean, they go like literally up in your face and behind your eyes and like cut you open. Wow. Yeah. So it's painful. Yeah, it was. That's traumatic right there just to heal from that. And yet there was this part of me back in the day that was so, you know, driven and you could call it ego, you could call it hustle, you could call it work addiction, you could call it a lot of things. But there was this part of me that believed that I could just bounce back like, oh, surgery, like I got, I got it. I'll be back to work in a couple of weeks. Well, a couple of weeks turned into like two and a half months. Mm. And I was going crazy because I, 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 I couldn't sit still. It was the worst, most uncomfortable thing just to be mm-hmm. right. To mm-hmm. simply. Be. And so it was one particular afternoon and I lived in river North right by this beautiful park. 
it's called Erie Park. And it's really my favorite park in the city to this day because it's where this moment happened. And I, I was like, okay, I can't go to work. I can't do anything. I'm just going to go outside because I was in bed. You know, I was like, going to go outside and I'm going to just sit in a park and like, get some fresh air. So I walk to a park right by my house and I sit on this, like, it's like literally like these grassy mounds, like almost little mini hills, you know? So I'm like literally sitting on top of one, like a grassy knoll. And I just broke down, like full on breakdown, sobbing from my soul. Like, and there was so much, so much happening in my, my business at the same time too. Like we were broke. I was feeling so much shame. I kind of like hated my life. I hated myself. I was angry at my body. And I just started to weep and I'm emotional thinking about it. And I heard a voice. I never ever, I never had heard that voice so clearly until that moment in my life. I was 33, 32. And I have a tattoo right there on my wrist said simply be. And I got it when I was like in my twenties and I had never really looked at it. It had been there all this time and I had never really looked at it. And the voice said to me, it's okay to stop. It's okay to sit still. It's okay. Like just be here with yourself. Like, look at like, and look at what this is saying to you. You had it right there all the time in front of you. (laughs) Yeah, the whole, right, exactly how ironic, right? Mm-hmm. Like the messages we need to really see are so simple and they're right in front of us. Like what a, what a, what a lesson. Yeah, all you need to do is stop, as, as, as the voice said, is just to stop, to make space, mm-hmm. to have the perspective to see it. Because we, we just move so fast, you know? Yeah. And the message was loud and clear that like everything that I had been doing up until that moment, it was this business, like wasn't, wasn't it anymore. And it was clear in that moment I needed to leave. Like the, the message was like some, something is broken in your life yeah. and maybe it has to do with the thing that you think is your life. And what if that's the truth? And I knew it. Like I knew it in my heart. I knew it in my gut. I knew it in my soul. Like I have to change my life and changing my life means like no longer doing this business. It's not making me happy. It's, it's, it's out of alignment. And I'm an entrepreneur at heart. I'll never be able to go like work for someone else. I knew also intuitively that I would start something else. Like I wasn't going to go quit cheeky and go work at a company. I was going to start something myself that was different and new and mine. And the message was like, name it simply be like, get, call it that. And it doesn't matter what it does. It doesn't matter what it is. You don't have to figure that part out right now. Just you're going to leave it. You're going to start something else. Follow the call rabbit. It this. <laughs> yes. And that was, that was probably one of the most pivotal moments in my whole life because that really set me on the path of my spiritual journey. I've always been spiritual. Like I, I, I just moved apartments and I, I uncovered some journals and I found this poetry book from when I was 
15 and I was writing about the goddess and white light and, and angels like and crystals like back in high school. Like I've always been connected, but it wasn't until that that breakdown and and really hearing, you know, the call of my body forcing me to sit still and like the that was bar none the crossroads moment of me going deep within like the journey of spirituality isn't like an external you know path it's it's the deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper you go within yourself at least that is to me and understanding your connection to all things it reminds me of dorothy where it's like it was inside you all along but it can take going through the journey you went through we go through this rite of passage to to finally come and say oh, it, th this is why I needed to go through that. Now, you, and then in retrospect, you can see the gifts. You can start to see, oh, thank God I had gone through that because now it revealed X, Y, Z. This is what I want from a business partner. This is what I want from a business. You know, it, I feel like the universe gives us these nudges, right? And sort of like at first it's a tap on the shoulder, but then again, you're so busy and caught up in, as you say, you know, just sort of the busyness, rushiness, making things happen. And then it's a little bit of a nudge. And then it's a bit of a little more push. And then it's sometimes it's a, a, you know, for lack of a better phrase, like a slap across the face. It's like a, a wake up. And as you said, when you heard this voice, your higher self, you know, capital S self, your soul, if you will, crying out to you in that moment of like, listen to me now. This has got, we've got to change. I'm here with you. And you and I get chills thinking about it. I was brought to tears hearing about it because I can, you know, I can relate to that in my own life, and I'm sure many of our listeners can. But there is that moment, and I think it's heeding the call, you know, in that moment. And because you, at, when you're faced with those moments, it's a curl up and and stay safe and protect yourself. And it may teeter between the two of those. You may have days where you're where you're curled up and protective, and you may have days where you're feeling brave and you're feeling in your superpowers and you're taking actual actionable steps on moving forward. But and, you, and I'll let you speak to this, but just that moment of making the decision, you know, simply taking the first step and then realizing how the universe supports you from that moment on, if you are brave enough just to take that first step. <laughs> Absolutely. Couple thoughts. You know, one of my favorite quotes um, is by Anais Nin, and it's the risk that it took to stay tightly wound in the bud was more painful than the risk that it took to bloom. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, you'll you'll you you teeter, but the ultimate opportunity and movement out of that real pain is is in the risking is in playing it big is in following the heat of the call like that is all that has been one of the biggest like lessons of my life you know I, it's so much more uncomfortable to stay here in this place that doesn't feel like it's me right tighten the bud is painful yeah yeah exactly and then you know, in my book, um, which is right here, mm -hmm. you know, my, the very first quote in my book is this quote that states, do not be surprised how fast the universe will respond once you have decided. And I, and I speak to this often. It's, it's not the decision to leave the business. It's not the decision to name your business 
you know, the tattoo on your wrist. It's not this decision to launch the website. It's the decision that you are worthy of it, that you deserve it, that you can do it. And with each and every leap and breaking open and blossoming, whether it's like hiring a, a staff member for the first time, like, holy crap, I'm responsible for a life now. Or, you know, pitching a huge client that is a little bit above your skis that you've never really done before. But hey, you're going to go for it. It's, I don't know, booking a trip to a place in the world that terrifies you like I used to before COVID. Like, it's the, the through line is your belief that you can do it that you've got you and you're only going to expand when you do it. Like knowing that that's the decision that I refer to in the book. It's not the decision of the thing. It's the decision that it's you. And that's really what I hope my book teaches people. Um, and what my work in the world teaches people. I think you've done it. You can feel that passion come through you. You, you made the decision that it's you and you've done the work for yourself and are now sharing those learnings with others and giving them the tools to find their passion stirring within this deep knowing and sense of self-worth. And all you went through sort of these dark night of the soul moments rising up and, and you wanting to share what you learned with others. Absolutely. And to take that and help others is what a gift. What a gift. Thank you. So emotional today. <laughs> I'm not helping with like crying over here, but this is good. I mean, I think it's good. Um, actually, that was going to lead into a little bit on self-worth because I was thinking about you and working with your clients and to witness a sort of self-discovery as almost a detached observer, but also a very close, you know, guide. Um what a gift that is to get to see them sort of wake up in these aha, like the moment you share, I think her name was Sarah, and you had her do this exercise, you know, and she's a fighter, and she's a warrior, and she's coming through these challenging childhood moments, which, which we all go through when we're faced with with challenging times growing up, we, we start to put on this facade, but you shifted the the perception of that. And she immediately just started crying to shift it into inspiration, you inspire people. Look how taking that sort of warrior in you that ha had to come to be to protect that little girl, that inner child, if you will, and now you inspire others from that experience. And I just love that as an example. Feel free to share a little more about that experience because that one stood out to me in your book too. Thank you for pointing that out. I mean, that was honestly, hands down, one of the most powerful moments in my entire career where I saw the power of the work that I, that I was doing. So, you know, it's, it's actually got a lot of layers to it and I'll, I'll, I'll explain it briefly. I had been, um, you know, running simply V for a minute and I was kind of new and I was blogging about personal branding on LinkedIn, you know, really consistently and just sharing my value and sharing my knowledge and just putting it out there, like marketing myself, but really coming from a place of education and, and service and everything I was sharing. And there was a gentleman in my network that I had worked with previously at my magazine who hadn't, I hadn't heard from in a few years. And he messaged me and was like, I see you're doing this thing now on personal branding. It's really interesting. 
And I'm thinking about hosting a team offsite for my seven person marketing team in New York. Would you be able to teach a workshop on this? Never had taught a workshop in my life on this. And this is sort of the theme of my entire entrepreneurial career is like, I don't know how to do it. I say yes anyway. And I figure it out like later, like that's, that's really <laughs> the truth. So I flew to New York. I was so nervous. I, you know, put together this day long presentation and I took a call with him, of course, the client now to sort of prep me on the room and who, who his team was. And he told me about Sarah. And I just remember, you know, getting, getting, it was clear, like she was kind of his toughest one and kind of thick skin. A lot of people had problems with her. She was really talented, you know, wanted a promotion, like was really hungry, but rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. And so he was doing this to train them up, of course, on their personal brands, but also for them to, to become more self-aware and to bond and whatever. So I was clear on who she was. So the, I fly to New York, I do the thing. I'm super, I'm super nervous, whatever. They all walk in and I, I could tell exactly who Sarah was. Like she was, she was exactly as described. And she was kind of open, you know, like all day, but a little reserved at the same time. She was getting more and more into it. And I was teaching the hologram, which is my signature tool on how to build your message. And I, I had them all break out and they kind of had, they played some music and they were all heads down scribbling at their tables with these worksheets and post-it notes. And they were supposed to come up with descriptor words, essentially of how they would describe their brand. And I saw she was into it. Like Sarah, at that point, she was like, I'm going to get this right. And she was scribbling all of these notes. And I went over to her and I sat down and I was like, can I, can, can you show me what you're, what you're working on? And she, she, she was so proud. She was like, yep, I got this. Like, so I'm a warrior. I realized this about myself. I am a fighter. I, no one knows what I've been through. I have worked my way up this entire corporate ladder. I paid for everything myself. My parents gave me nothing. I never got along with my mother. I had really horrible stepfathers. I won't even go there. I have this job. I moved across the country for it. No one's ever helped me out. I've done it myself and I am a warrior. And I was like, all right, <laughs> clear. Um, what if we were to reframe that? And I took the pen out of her hand and I scratched out the word warrior and fighter. And I wrote the word inspiration. I said, what if you were this instead? And she, she broke down crying instantaneously and left the room. And, and then like the next, like it, the workshop was actually two days. This was day one. And like by the end of day two, she was a different person. She, she had, softened and um she wrote me a card she 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 sent me a message actually a year later out of the blue she's like can I get your address and I was like sure so I sent her my address and a few weeks later I, I got him an um a card in the mail from her and all it said was um I got a promotion <laughs> and I'm moving across the country for my dream job within the company. Uh -huh. um, thank you for changing my life. And um, that's the work 
that this work does, you know, it's so much more than knowing your message. Although you will learn that it's knowing what makes you, you and your value and what you're here to give and why you're amazing and why you deserve all the things that you want. Like that's what the work does. And so that, um, was one of the coolest things ever. And sidebar, I now do workshops fully. It's like a product. It's a huge part of our business that this one particular client who I love so much to this day, like gave me, you know, so rise up, step out of the bud, blossom, take the risk, say yes to something you don't fully know how to do, meet your comfort zone, push past it. And who knows what lives there, right? the mystery of like what that will lead to the next thing it will lead to and so on and following the rabbit. But I feel like, you know, in that moment with her, it was, she had held so strongly to that part of her identity yes, as a way of protecting herself or, um, you know, probably for so many reasons, but because when you describe it in the book, it's the way you cross it out. It's like, what if we were to take this away? And I sensed when she had to leave the room, and sort of let down her guard. It's like by taking those words away, th this is that's how I'm able to stand up. That's how I'm able to come into the world and stand up and face this room of my fellow teammates, you know, but you take that away and reframe it. Well, now she can enter the space with a completely different energy. You're, you're allowing exactly. you're allowing that for her and giving that to her and what a, what a gift, like sort of a way shower, if you will. Of, of bringing that to her attention. Yeah. And well, what a great way to kick off your first workshop. And no wonder it's grown. And I know you're traveling the world and selling out retreats and workshops. And what a, what a beautiful experience to have for your first one. I think that's lovely. What great lessons learned from that. Yeah, it, it's, it goes down in history is one of my favorite moments of my career. And it's, it's really so true. And that's what I want for the world and, and for people, especially within business is to, to let down those guards. And that's what that chapter in my book is about. Like the chapter is called the future of business is dot, dot, dot. And it's you, it's you showing up authentic so that you can give permission to other people to do that too. And why are we so stifled in modern day work environments? Because we're, we're afraid we've built up these walls and and so much is lost because of those walls. And I think people would feel infinitely lighter and more connected going to work if we were really ourselves. And, you know, that's inner work, outer work inside the four walls of your company, as well as the work you should do on yourself outside of the office. But mm -hmm. that's the world that I at least hope in my own small way get to impact. You know, now that I teach workshops around the world, like it's, my favorite thing to do, to be honest, because they're so closed off in those corporate worlds and like they don't even know that they want this. Mm -hmm. And then by the end, they're, they kind of take the journey of Sarah. I've seen it a lot now. Like people are like, this personal branding thing sounds kind of cheesy and <laughs> I don't think this is for me. And then by the end, they're like babbling messes and it's awesome. And, you know, they show up differently the next day. You couldn't see Jessica in that moment, but she had her... Her arms crossed. I mean, it's usually the nonverbal we're seeing in those moments too, right? The guarded arms crossed. What am I going to learn today? This isn't for me. And then you like opened up at that moment. It's like, oh, you opened your arms up. And that's sort of the shift that they experience, I'm guessing. And 
I mean, even if you're just a little open and curious coming in, because you've got them at that point, it's like, there's a little crack there. I can see yeah. with your tools, you know, you can just get in a little bit deeper, a little bit deeper. Totally. Um, I thought we could talk about your cool tools because I love that you lean into the universe and, and you know, the, the naming of your methodologies. And so want to speak to that a little bit about what you integrate into your workshops and retreats and how that came to be. Yeah, thanks for saying that because to be honest, so my my a couple years ago when I started Simply Be, you know, I, I was tasked to brand people, and that's a really challenging thing to do because people are complicated. And so I created some frameworks and I tested out some different approaches, and those approaches and frameworks became a, a methodology that I trademarked, and the book explains all of the trademarks methodology. It takes you through soup to nuts, how to do this. And I named all of my tools after pieces of the universe. So um, not everybody catches that, but of course you do, Lisa. Um, <laughs> yeah. So my uh, first tool is called the personal brand hologram. The tool that helps you create content is called the supernova an explosion of ideas of how to really come up with topics, titles, themes, and whatnot. How I approach strategy is called the pinnacle content framework. And how I teach PR is through Orion's roadmap, which is my favorite constellation. So I named all of my tools after, you know, dimensions, holograms, pinnacle, stars. And the whole through line of it all is really that you have a unique light inside of you. You know, I talk a lot about light in the book and, you know, I believe if you're here listening to the show, you are probably of the light and you want to activate your unique imprint while you're here on this planet. And that isn't just an opportunity. That's a responsibility. In fact, that's why you are here so that you can, at least in my view, shift the planet into a higher consciousness of love, of oneness, of connection and we all play a part in that. And, and so the book is here to teach you how to build that message so that you can be seen and you can be visible and your light shines brighter. But really, it's the permission slip. Many people don't do this work, not because they don't know how to write a great blog, but because they just don't feel like they deserve it in the first place. And, and that's, you know, our matrixing and programming that I'm hoping at least I play a little bit of part in undoing mm -hmm. so that people can remember, you know, mm -hmm. their light. And so my um, book, you know, is, is, is really interwoven with a lot of spiritual undertones. I, I love it. I think you did such a great job of weaving in the heart with the like, fierce grace and you know all of all of it i i have a actually on on your point i i just pulled this quote that i i mean i love could pull quotes all day from your book but um i pulled a couple here that just made me think of what you were just speaking to um so on page 23 if you're doing it right personal branding is not an act of vanity but an act of service it's not about what you can get but about what you can give your wisdom gleaned from life experiences and inspiration gleaned from triumphs, or more importantly, failures, in order to transform and impact the lives of others. That's it. And I love that. That's 
such a great um, indicator almost, gauge, if you will, of knowing if you're on the right path. Like, is this coming from, how can I be of service? Is this coming from in my heart? Because the truth is, if you are coming from your heart and something you're passionate about giving to others, which usually is something that you need yourself, right? Yep. Or they have come to know that you need yourself. Um, that's sort of the gift that keeps giving. I mean, it, and then the ripple effect of that, which is the most beautiful, mysterious part in my sort of my favorite part is we'll never be able to sort of measure the impact we have on everyone and, and then the impact those people have on others and so on. And it just keeps going out into the collective conscious, which I think is pretty beautiful. I love, I mean, the way that, you know, I would, I would frame this beyond, you know, the, the book it's, it's, I launched the book in February and, you know, then was set on a whole bunch of interviews and, and media stuff for the book. And I got asked this constant question, like, what is authenticity, Jessica? Like, you know, you wrote a book on it and there's so many ways I talk about it, obviously in the whole book, but as I was being forced to kind of answer that question on the spot, like over and over again, I kind of have this new definition of it. Um, it's just a layer on top of the message itself, but so we have to explore authenticity versus the opposite, which is inauthenticity, right? And people get confused of what is what. And for, for, for me, what I've deciphered is that it's really a matter of energetic frequency. Okay. And inauthenticity is an expression of fear and authenticity is an expression of love. And those are the two most sort of polar opposite forces in the universe, love and fear. And fear manifests itself in many ways, not just in authenticity, in comparison, in jealousy, and scarcity, um, ego, right? Like, and, and, and so there's that. And then love manifests itself as service, community, oneness, connection, compassion, empathy, like all of the things, right? And so when we're kind of navigating the internet or people, you know, or even tuning into ourselves and how we're showing up, just to tune in and say, like, is this an energetic frequency coming from like a bit of fear here? Like, can, can you kind of read between the energetic lines? Or is it coming from love? And you know, to, to put yourself out there is scary, you know, but it's not the same thing as operating from love or fear. And so thank you for reading that line, because that's really what I'm trying to say to people. Like love is an expression of service and that is authentic when we are honestly and genuinely coming from that place. So there's a kind of a new spin on the way I've been thinking about it. And, and who's to say what is and what isn't like we have to tune in. Like there are people probably who, have seen my brand and I'd be like, you know, she's not for me. And like, that's okay. It's vibrational and vice versa. I see people in the world, like I love them or they're not for me. And it's energetic at this, you know, it's like you can tune in, you can feel when someone's really coming from a place of that love I or agree. that fear. I think everything has an energetic match. I think for folks that are sort of ready for this work, they will gravitate towards it. Absolutely. Absolutely. What I love about your approach is that you go right for the heart with grace, integrity, and a gentle fierceness. You encourage people to claim responsibility for co-creating their life experiences. 
and to and to have an impact on as many people as we can so that we can elevate the planet and make the world a better place. And I admire your passion for teaching people their reason for being on the planet. That's huge. <laughs> Imagine if everyone woke up every day <laughs> knowing their reason for being on the planet and then taking the inspired action steps to do to do something about it. It's huge. That is the world that I want to live in. That's the world I want to leave behind. It's the world you're helping to create. Period. Thank you. I wonder if we could sort of wrap it up with some what I like to call inspired action. Um, yeah. So I've been thinking a lot about like my autoimmune is Hashimoto's, which is a lot, obviously mm -hmm. the thyroid, which is yep. a lot tied into your voice and being able to use your voice and the ways you've stifled your voice in any way. And so it got me thinking um, about, you know, all of our unique voices and using them for the, for the greater good. So what would you say are your top three things, one, two, whatever it is, top things that you would suggest to folks that they could do now after listening to this podcast to help them discover their unique voice? So, you know, I'll, I say this all the time, you know, personal branding, like building the brand called you is really not about image and not about external perception. It's about the journey that you take within. It's, it's how you find your way back home and meeting yourself there and then coming from a place of, of authenticity, aka your voice, your true voice, to then share it with the world, right? And, and so people reverse engineer that and, and, and I just think that's why people get stuck. So my advice, my, my tips, if you will, for that is how, how can you create the spaciousness in your life to go within more, to find the voice that is really truly yours. And that for me looks like a handful of things. I mean, I try my best to, to drop into to meditation and, and silence at least once a day, just to be with myself and to meet myself. Uh, if I can get into nature even better, I created a little green space in my, in my, Chicago city apartment so that I can literally have green, you know, by my, by my front door, um, therapy, coaches, mm -hmm. healers, feedback, create a container for yourself where you can be empowered by the people who you have trusted to support you, to be a mirror and to show you what you can't see and bring light to that so that you feel that much more clear and confident in who you are, like all of the things, give me the Reiki, give me the astrology, give me the mediumship, give me the coaching, the therapy, the inner child work. Like I am here for it. You know, to me, that has become the biggest gateway to my ex authentic expression. Um, and really at the end of the day, orient to yourself as much as you possibly can. And what I mean by that is you, you, you have to some in way, shape or form really release what other people think of you, like the noise of judgment, perception, projection, you know, any, any projection that might be thrown at you for sharing your voice, any negative perception or projection 
is a reflection of what is not healed in that other person. And, and that has nothing to do with you and your existence, your voice could actually be seen as an invitation to call people up and higher. And that's why I say at the end of my book, it's not an opportunity. It's a responsibility for you to be who you are born to be. You're needed here on this planet. You're needed. And when you try, when you, when you stop diminishing that, and you believe that to be true, things change. Like the, your life does change and your voice becomes more effortless to share. And so remembering that, remembering mm -hmm. that you have an assignment, remembering that it's not something you may do in this lifetime or not, like it's actually know why you're here to use your voice. Um, so yeah, I think a, a mixture of all of those, those tools and beliefs is what I would say. I, I love that. Like to say, take care of yourself because our world needs you. Yes. And to what you're saying, just to add on to that, it's like, find your voice and please use it because the world needs you to, to your point. We need you to do that. We need you to rise up, rise to the occasion. Oh, I have chills. <laughs> That's so beautiful. I'm I'm so excited to be connected with you. Um, you probably have heard this quote: "If you don't take time for your wellness, you'll be forced to take time for your illness." Oh yeah, and no, I've never heard that, Isn't but that, that is great? so true. It's so true and so yeah. profound, and just gets right to the heart of the matter. And so, I wondered if you could just share with us a few of your self care non negotiables. What what nourishes mm -hmm. you the most in your life? It can be you know just mm -hmm. one thing, a few things, whatever. It's it's open. So many things. So because I've been on the path to healing physically, you know, I have a, a pretty um, specific and clear like regimen of, of diet and supplements. Like I'm the girl that's like, no dairy, no gluten, no sugar, please. But not because I'm like a snob and trying to, you know, stay skinny. It's no, because I want to feel amazing. I don't drink alcohol. Um, so I've really like cleaned my diet up because food is you know, the nourishment of my, my temple, um, and really reframing my relationship with it has been really helpful. I take a lot of supplements. I believe in proactive health. Um, I don't really feed into the narrative of, of the media and that we should all be fearful and close down and hide in our homes. Like take your vitamin D, C, zinc, elderberry, turmeric, you know, drink your green juice, get your sunshine, drink a lot of water, move your body, try to get good sleep, and manage your stress and don't be stupid and put yourself in, you know, lots of rooms with sick kids. You'll be fine. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, that may sound like radical, but uh, that's just my beliefs. Um, and then, you know, love, you know, my dogs, my husband, like my friendships, like my mom and my dad, like nourishing my, my nephews. Like, I just think that we have to feed our, our hearts, like, that joy and gratitude, those are shortcuts to, to the divine and to wellness, like whole body, holistic wellness. So those are really my, my hacks. I, I really pride my sleep. I'm a sleep snob, you know, seven, eight hours at least every night. And um, yeah, just taking good care of my temple. I, I have dominion over my own body, like knowing that, not the government or the news or whatever, like I have dominion over my own body and I make, I think really, you know, smart choices. Beautiful. Great. Lovely way to wrap it up. And I, 
I encourage everyone to check out Jessica's book because it truly is a, a gift. There's so many nuggets of wisdom in this book. I mean, <laughs> you're really hand-holding through each step, but it seems like if you had gone to an in-person workshop, so to speak. That was the goal. That was really, truly the goal. I, I didn't want to, I had to do a lot of research on my space, writing the book proposal to get the book deal. And I was like, these marketing books are BS. Like no one's giving away the value. Like people are just skimming the surface. Mm. And so I really wanted to be overly generous and truly use my book as a, as a tool. Like people can use it. I'm giving it away for free. I don't keep much behind the veil, not for free for 20 bucks, but same, same difference. Right. It's just compared to what I do at my agency, I gave it away. So that, that was an intentional choice. Well, first of all, that says a lot about you. Second of all, you truly did it. I mean, this is a deep dive and it's a book that you just keep coming back to, keep coming back to in my mind, you know, and you also your generous heart. You have some offerings on your website as well, like worksheets, I believe, that you can download. Yes. And... Yes. You can go to um, jessicaswag.com backslash B and you'll be able to download all of the worksheets for free from the book. So you kind of have your own workbook. Uh, you can also join my Simply Be Society. It's a free membership, totally free, where each and every month I send you a B box. It's like a virtual kit filled with uh, Spotify playlists inspiring you for the month, artwork for your mood boards. You can make it your background on your computer or phone, other additional branding exercises. Um, it's really juicy and um, it's just free to create community and you get to join my Facebook group. So it's a lot of stuff That's there. so cool. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, and, and your social media channels, very generous too, your offerings there. I got to catch a few of your videos and I just love your... You know, I feel like with anything, you can feel the energy come through of someone, whether you're watching a short video clip or reading something they wrote, like the energy behind it comes through. And I feel like your energy really resonates and you can tell you really speak from the heart. And so, again, I appreciate that in you and appreciate your time today. You know, you're amazing. You're equally as vibrant in your heart space and the way you guided this conversation. And I'm just really honored to be here and that you read my book and had such a, it had an impact on you and, and that you brought me on. It's really not at all lost on me. And I loved our connection. You're a beautiful soul. Oh. Truly. It's very clear. Oh, thank you so much. I feel the same about you. So true. Thank you. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like attracts like, that's you right. know, that's, that's science, quantum science. <laughs> thank you, Jessica. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you to our entire team behind the scenes at GLOW. I'm so grateful for your care and commitment to serving our members around the world. Thank you to our teachers for so beautifully sharing your gifts and talents. I'm also grateful to our lovely community of GLOW members. You've supported us since 2008, and because of you, we get to continue to do the work we love. It's the combined support of our team, our teachers, and our community that grants me the privilege to continue to bring you the GLOW podcast. Thank you to Lee Schneider at Red Cub Agency for production support. And the beautiful music you're hearing now is by Carrie Rodriguez and her husband, Luke Jacobs. And remember, take care of yourself because our world needs you. Thank you for coming on this journey with me. You can find The Glow Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or glo.com slash podcast, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Derek Mills.